Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Taco Tuesday. Alex Padilla, Alex Regla, with you guys on a Tuesday. Alex, what's going on, man? Hey, man. How you doing? I'm doing great, dude. Doing fantastic. It's a lovely day, lovely weather. And lots of Laker news. I always appreciate when there's Laker news on the day that we record. You know, it makes it makes your life a little easier. I mean, there I feel like there's Laker news every day because that's just the way it is. But man, there is a lot going on today. Fortunately for us, <laughs> on a day when we record. But yeah, it's and some interesting stuff too. Um, I mean, for sure, the top news today is that TMZ caught up with Cam Bazemore, and he's 100% willing to come back to the Lakers <laughs> next year. I mean, that's the headline everyone's talking about today. Yeah. Kent Bazemore, quote, oh, for sure, 100%. Yes, sir. To wear that across your chest every day, it means a lot when asked if he would be willing to play for the Lakers again next season. So here it is, your Kent Bazemore podcast. <laughs> I wish I picked him for my season in review because this would be perfect segue for that. But Perfect oh, segment, it's... perfect timing. Uh, but no, that is not the top Lakers news today. Um, also... Real quick, have you watched Winning Time? No, I still, still haven't. haven't. Okay. No, have and I watched... have I have like no excuse. I have HBO Max. I always see it like on the head like artwork and the, the main menu, and I just always just skip through it. I don't know why. Are you did you watch the Magic Johnson documentary? Uh, actually, no. And it's funny because my fiance, she actually her company actually worked on a lot of like the artwork for that show and i still haven't seen that either all right well just wanted to see just wanted to see because i know have last you, week you, have had you it checked it out the magic one i'm i'm caught up on winning time and i watched three and a half episodes of magic and i fell asleep when he started talking about his businesses in episode four not that it was boring i just happened to fall asleep so i will go back and finish it um but it's good they kind of they're perfectly go hand in hand though i think it's like a good compliment to each other so it's not like how is it comparable to like the last dance or just no, like the quality is not as not good. Well, Michael Jordan is quality is different. You know, like mm-hmm. I think that we took a lot of content from that things that we, maybe we didn't really know as far as the magic thing goes, nothing there really, there's not groundbreaking stuff. Like obviously yeah. none of it has gone viral. There's no memes about it. Like Michael Jordan became a meme so many different times in his, because he was so petty. And so competitive. And I felt like there was a lot of that footage was unseen. This is just generic footage that we've all seen before. I thought that's what made the last dance so cool is that it was stuff that we've never seen before. Whereas the magic Johnson is a bunch of interviews with all the guys that hate winning time, you know, Jerry West, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, everybody's in it. And, you know, Jeannie's in it. Everybody's in it. Um, But it's, it's very different. It's a very straightforward documentary where I feel like, the last dance we were seeing things for the first time hearing things for the first time watching things for the first time so i think that one's just a little bit more entertaining but if you're a magic fan a laker fan i recommend the magic one i liked it a lot cool yeah so just wanted to start there but today's big news obviously and i don't even know how would how would i even frame this because is it breaking news is it news or is it just confirmation because today the headlines that Phil Jackson is advising the Lakers on their coaching search, according to Adrian Wojnarowski. 
so when I saw that and then I saw you text me, Hey, you know, we got an easy one today. I was like, okay. But I thought we already knew that. I thought we already knew that Phil was basically Jeannie's advisor. I thought when he popped his, his head up at a Laker game, those reports came out like in March. Yeah. And maybe if any, like if nothing else, it's confirmation of like his, I wouldn't say role. He's not employed by the company or anything, or I don't actually don't even know, but um, maybe that we're going to have multiple voices uh, heard in, in this coaching search. And that could be good. That could be bad. Um, we don't know exactly how, where clutch also ties into all this, how much say they have, but um, yeah, I, I just think, that confirmation of Phil having a say. And I mean, it's going to be hard to kind of turn down his voice if he's really vocal about liking someone over another person. I, I wonder how much weight his voice has in, in, in Jeannie's ear and then the front office and stuff like that. But if nothing else, it's just another confirmation that another kind of cook is in the kitchen. And if Phil Jackson, arguably of, of anyone else who has power in making this decision, um, obviously his his resume speaks volumes to his knowledge of the situation and if nothing else he has relationships with quite a few of the candidates um let me ask it this way you say too many cooks in the kitchen is phil jackson being one of those cooks a bad thing or a good thing i think the immediate response and i think like overwhelmingly was negative and uh I, I can I see why. Again, I, I think when you're so insulated like the Lakers are, where it's just former coaches, former players, former Lakers in general having say still in the organization, um, that formula that it's kind of old, it's kind of dated. Uh, but at the same time, like again, Phil does have very strong relationship with a guy like Nick Nurse, for example. Mm-hmm. So in this specific situation, I'm not sure totally if it's a negative if he could. So way Nick nurse and having Phil on your side, is not bad here. Phil Jackson was also the guy that was going to hire and reports were that he had a deal to hire Steve Kerr, but then Steve Kerr infamously said, what job would, would Phil Jackson take the Knicks or the Warriors? And he's like, Phil Jackson would take the Warriors job. So he t- kind of, I mean, the de- the details are, are a little cloudy, but I do remember like Steve Kerr was going to be the head coach of the Knicks when Phil Jackson was the executive there. And Steve Kerr changed his mind, ended up going to the Warriors instead. Phil Jackson had to pivot, ended up hiring Derek Fisher. And we all know how everything else went in those three years that he was there with the Knicks. So I do think that Phil got a super, obviously for a lot of his own doing and the way he kind of, the way he treats people, his players is not for everybody. And I don't think it's a very modern day way to do it. So I think he got a very bad reputation for what happened with the Knicks. And understandably so. I'm not telling you that he was some fantastic executive because clearly he wasn't. But he did have a deal to hire Steve Kerr. He did draft Porzingis when everybody said that was a stupid pick when, you know, until injuries actually wasn't. It was a very good pick. And from all reports, he had a say in hiring Frank Vogel. Yeah. So Frank Vogel won a championship. Was Frank Vogel willing to adjust his style to the team he had this year? No. Was that maybe on purpose? I don't know. There's, who knows? What I'm saying is when I'm looking at the front office, I don't think Jeannie decides anything. I really don't. I think Jeannie hires people to decide for her. She is hired. And I don't know. I, I'm assuming Phil's getting paid. He doesn't really. 
that's Jackson's the thing. Been, <laughs> we don't Phil know Jack- if he's on the, on right. the salary. He may not or- be on the official Lakers payroll, but I doubt Phil's doing any of this for free. Anyways, so you got Phil Jackson, you got Kurt Rambis, Linda Rambis, and as- assuming Rob Polinka has some say in this, you have those four people, and I'm putting Linda in there just because just because for shits and giggles, but really, who knows, really. If, if you're talking about those four people, I, I trust Phil over those three people. I mean, he does have the experience. Uh, again, his track record isn't the greatest outside of his actual head coaching responsibilities. Um, but again, like in this specific situation, um, he could be valuable if, if he's the guy who can maybe sway Nick nurse or talk to Nick nurse, but also, uh, if you're a pessimist with it, he also, I guess, is very close friends with the Doc Rivers. Um, and I know a lot of Laker fans kind of cringe or kind of don't want that to happen. So we can, if Doc Rivers comes in, we might hear that Phil was vocal in that too. But I, I guess if you're a Laker fan, you just hope that. Didn't you watch the press conference with Doc Rivers? Doc Rivers is a fantastic coach. None of the reasons why he lost playoff series were because of him. I mean, we already see he's a fan of DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. So he fits right in yeah. with former Laker coaches here. Yeah. So, um, yes, there are negatives to Phil Jackson. Obviously, there's negatives to Kurt Rambis. There's negatives to Rob Palinka. And unfortunately, these are the cards that Laker fans have been dealt. I will say this off the top before we even get into specifics. The way I see things happening, and this is the most pessimistic thing I could do, but it's on brand for me. The Lakers will hire a coach. The Lakers will be a bad team. The Lakers will file Rob Palenka. The Lakers will likely have another head coach in two years. Yeah, it's if, just, it's if, just... if you look at what's more likely, what's more likely? Are they gonna? Is Rob Palenka gonna go out there get Russell Westbrook for a, a valuable trade package? They're gonna go out there and get a veteran head coach with championship caliber material like a Nick Nurse. And they're going to turn this around and be back in the playoffs and be contenders next year. Or are they more likely to kind of have another bad year and they oust Rob Palenka and we go through this all over again next season? Uh, yeah. And, and if you're a head coach, like, don't you have, and you don't have to agree with me. Mind. You don't have to agree with me. I just think that that for me, that's a more realistic and from where we sit right now. I think that's more realistic than, than this group of people turning it around and becoming a championship contender. again. And I'm saying like, if you're a head coach interviewing for this job or in consideration, or the team is contacting you to see if you're interested in it, like, obviously you also have that in the back of your mind. You've seen how Frank Vogel was treated. You've seen how the front office has been run, how many voices are in that front office, how many people have say it's not a singular person making the calls. Like, uh, I'm not sure a lot of coaches like Jake Fisher today reported that Quinn Snyder seemingly doesn't really have that much interest in the job, at least in terms of at the moment, I wonder how much of Frank Vogel being let go, how guys sitting in during coaches meetings, how player roster decisions have occurred the last few years has played a role in that. So yeah, like I wouldn't be surprised if that is more likely what's not more likely, but that's something that they have kind of dug themselves in and they have to, you know what? That's a place where maybe having a Phil Jackson in these meetings helps. Like if nothing else, like if you have Phil Jackson in the interview room, like, and you're a head coach interviewing for that job, who do you respect more in your profession than a Phil Jackson? 
Right. I would think maybe not players, but I would say coaches probably yeah. respect Phil Jackson more than most people in the in the, any sort of NBA circle. Phil Jackson has a ton of championship rings. He obviously is it maybe a dated way of playing? If you ask Nick Nurse, yeah. no. But if you ask other players, yeah, probably. But amongst coaches, if Phil Jackson is in the room and Phil Jackson wants you to be the head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers, that's probably got a lot of weight to it. And, and that's, that's where I can see the, the positive here. If maybe his role is limited, but he does have say, and hopefully it's in the right direction, he can use his resources, his connections. Um, then yeah. And, and like you said, like, I think if you're a coach that needs to be swayed and that might be the case, like maybe this Lakers job isn't as like glorious as everybody kind of makes it out to be. And maybe you need to kind of convince someone to take this job over another job having Phil on your side might not be a bad thing. If he's someone that I'm assuming the coach interviewing is, is like a, a role model or someone he's yeah. looked up to this whole career. I am hopeful that he does have that much sway because I think the Lakers are stuck, are stuck between a rock and a hard place because they can't, in my opinion, bring in a first time head coach to this roster. They cannot, I don't care how, if he's the next Phil Jackson with this current roster with LeBron and Anthony Davis and clutch, you can't bring in a first time head coach unless LeBron handpicks him. You can't do it. So when you, and then now because of all the things you just listed about all the negatives that happen to be that go along with being Lakers head coach, are you even able to get a high quality veteran head coach? That is appealing to to the masses because can you go get a a Fizdale who's already here a Mike Brown a Doc Rivers like probably right but does that do anything for the fan base if they bring somebody like that in no so I think the Lakers are just kind of stuck in this weird upside down type of place man like I I just think they're kind of the more I think about it I just think they're kind of screwed right now this offseason like I I totally see that that argument. And it was also reported, like Jake Fisher reemphasized this on Twitter, that it sounds like the Lakers going after a coach with past experience is a, a notable thing they're looking for. And it makes sense, obviously, when you have a team with LeBron and Anthony Davis here, you want someone who is respected and can win over a locker room. But at the same time, I, I really do hope that they don't go after retreads. They don't go after a guy like, a Steve Clifford who, who might be safe, but at the same time, like, is that really going to make an impact or, or going after a guy like Darvin Ham, who yes, doesn't have hedge coaching experience, but has been kind of acknowledged for being a huge part of the Bucks' success. Like what if he is a better off? I'd rather go after someone like him and risk not having a first time head coach than settling or waiting too long and having to rely on maybe getting a Doc Rivers, maybe getting, again, a Steve Clifford or a Mike Brown. And not, not saying those guys would be good options. Just yeah. maybe the better choice is the outside of the box hire, like Frank Vogel was at the time. And they also I, like I, backed into Frank Vogel, too. That's true. So it wasn't necessarily an outside the box hire. It was t- they wanted Ty Lue. They offered Ty Lue the job. They just didn't give him the parameters that he was looking for. So he went to a, the other team that did. So, I mean, listen, I agree with you, man. Like if, 
if we didn't, if we had like a, you know, a Hornets type roster, a Pelicans type roster, a young team on the up and up. Yeah. I would take a chance on a guy like Darvin Ham, who hasn't been a head coach yet, but who has coaching experience. I just think with this, they're going to have a veteran roster. Like that's just, yeah, there's no way around it. They're going to have a veteran roster. When you have LeBron James on going on year 22, I think, whatever, Anthony Davis, who's won a championship, who's been around for a decade himself. I just think they need a guy that they're going to immediately come in and demand at least the attention of those two guys. And that's assuming that Russell Westbrook isn't here, who he may still be here. I don't know. If like if Russell Westbrook tuned out Frank Vogel, how's he not going to tune out Darvin Ham right away? Uh, no, that and that's something they have to take into account. I, I just worry though, like even if you get a guy like Doc Rivers, does he really have that much say? Like, in, like will Do- like will West- uh, Russell Westbrook not just tune him out? Like, Dude, what has I'm Doc so, Rivers done I'm outside so, of that championship? I'm so utterly like shocked that, according to reports, players love Mark Jackson. I'm like, why? Because he's on TV every Sunday. Like, you know, why? Who's a fan of Mark Jackson. LeBron James. And so we'll see like, again, how much, how much say does clutch have here? How much say does again, another voice that they have to, an important voice. You better listen to LeBron James in terms of. We'll get through. We can go through these, the details of, of the rumors of the head coaching search, which they're not all that positive at the moment, but I will say this another bold prediction for me, because that's all I guess I'm going to do today. I just think they're going to hire a yes, man someone that is desperate for a head coaching position that would be just floored by being the Lakers head coach that will go along with what this front office tells them to do. I think that there's too much at risk for everyone in the front office to not have their hands all over this. Does that make sense? Like Rob Palinka is there's no way Rob Palinka and Kurt Rambis will hire somebody and just be super hands off because their jobs rely on it on them being good again, at least Rob Palenka. So why yep. not hire a guy that I can tell what to do? Cause if it goes wrong, it's my ass on the line and I need to be all over. I, we see this all the time in sports. It's not just a new thing to Lakers. You see it a lot of times in sports where a front office is in danger. They get a controllable guy because the front office wants to have more control to make sure that their asses are safe. Does it work? Most of the time? No. I just think that's kind of where the Lakers are and I get it. They have LeBron and they got AD, but I don't know how much that does for people nowadays for coaches nowadays. I mean, the safe money is you're right. A head coach with experience. I'm just worried. Like from every report we've gotten so far is the Lakers can be really thorough. They're going to take their time with the coaching search. We've heard that a lot. Like almost every other day we hear that, like the Lakers would be very patient with this. Um, it seems like they want to wait out the playoffs, see who becomes available. I, I just worry that relying on just a, a household name or waiting too long in general and, and striking out. Like again, I go back to the Frank Vogel hire. Like you said, the first two got the first two guys, Ty Lue and even Monty Williams, both um, who've done fantastic work elsewhere. Yeah. So you know what they do? They do target the right guys so far like they haven't targeted someone who hasn't had success elsewhere but they almost like you said back themselves into it after striking out and i'm not sure how reliable that that's going to be again if you strike out on the guys you want this time 
Yeah, I mean, dude, it was, but see, it's a big difference when they hired Frank Vogel and what they're hiring now. Like the situations are completely different. Like for the Lakers, like they were probably a destination place. I was thinking, do you think, do you think they're in a worse spot now than they were when they first hired Frank Vogel? Like if you're a coach coming in, is this a worse situation than what Frank Vogel walked into? So if you remember, Frank Vogel walked into, it was just LeBron. They mm-hmm. hadn't yet traded for AD. That's what I was Although, looking up. Did they have AD already? No, not yet. That was the rumor. So I remember in that introductory press conference, I think Vogel actually had to answer some questions about like Ingram, Lonzo, mm. and stuff like that. But you're coming off a, the, a losing season where he didn't make the playoffs. There was already front office clutch kind of drama then. Kind of similar to what this new coach is coming into. Do you think it's a more... I don't know. Is the environment, the situation better now for a head coach? No, it's way worse. I mean, yeah, it was LeBron and, but you still had like a up and coming roster. Mm-hmm. That, and AD most likely on the way. Right. And even before the AD stuff, like the Lakers were a good team before LeBron got hurt on Christmas. Remember? Like, yeah, it was early, but that team was actually pretty good until LeBron got hurt. And then, yeah, it was pretty much a given that they were going to get AD. So I think the situation is way, way, way worse. Yeah. You have LeBron and AD, but that's three years older, LeBron, three years older AD. And I don't know. I just, I'm not, (laughs) I'm not trying to be negative just to be an ass about the whole thing. I just genuinely think that they're just kind of stuck right now. Like they just need an entire refresh. Like they just really do need it, but they're, they can't because they have LeBron on the team and they have AD on the team and a refresh they just have no space either. Like there's just so many things that need to happen really to kind of get me excited. I just think that they're going to come back with a very similar looking roster veterans, a bunch of veterans, a bunch of one year guys. And then the guys that they were already had last year, they're going to come in with a coach who probably is not who we all want. How about just say that someone that we don't all want. And it's still the same front office. It's still going to be the same leaks. It's still going to be the same people covering their ass and not taking accountability for anything. But if they have success, everyone's going to want the credit. So let's go through the the, the latest in the coaching um, rumors. How about that? Uh, Quinn Snyder, you br- you've brought up Jake Fisher. You brought up the Bleacher Report article he released today. Um, I'll just read this little quote from his article. The rampant speculation about his future has stemmed from the coaches rebuffing Utah's offer to extend him prior to the season. And while the Lakers are known to have strong interest in Snyder, pessimism persists around the NBA and several sources familiar with Snyder's thinking that Los Angeles does not present an attractive landing spot for the veteran coach. Oof. How about um, from the Raptors perspective, everybody, did everybody hear the, uh, <laughs> did everybody hear the, the, the soundbite from their GM there? Because I can play it if, should I just play it for everybody? I think I yeah. can do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me do this real quick. If this takes too long, I'll pause, but I think I can do it. You know, uh, no team has contacted me, and I see all the stuff that, like, uh, you guys see. Um, I dream like they dream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I want Messi, I want Ronaldo, I want Kobe Bryant, you know? Yeah, so they can they keep dreaming, I dream too. Oh. 
so that was uh raptors gm right masai ujiri um saying when asked about nick nurse's the rumors going to la he's like hey i dream too i can dream too um i don't i think that was a fantastic answer i think that's a great way to drive a hard bargain nick nurse is under contract you're not going to get him for free you want him uh you're gonna have to come pay for him that's kind of how i took it like is it impossible no is it highly unlikely yes yeah, just first off, that a great. He, a lot of the quotes coming out of him today were really good. But mm-hmm. um, th- I don't know how you read it, but do you feel like just him being so adamant uh, about it kind of throws a little more more smoke over there to the fire that yeah, this is an actual thing that I have to address. That if they do want him, they're going to have to pay up for him. And um, I would say it, that they, there's a they totally totally reached out to them already i think that's kind of the vibe i got like yeah i took the call not gonna happen but i took the call they can keep wanting him if he wants that's how i took it yeah i uh, yeah i i was the same way and and obviously that's what he has to say he's not gonna say we're gonna just give him up for nothing and um so far nick nurse is also you know he's not publicly expressed interest in another job and he's not going to he's still under contract with the raptors and um same there with is that, Snyder. There is that relationship between Nick Nurse and Phil Jackson that you previously just mentioned. It is kind of interesting that now it's it's out there that Phil uh, we've seen him around. We've known he's been in genius here. We've known he's kind of had a little part in the Lakers organization of late, but for it to go public that he's helping does again is interesting given the Nick Nurse stuff from today. And the timing of it all. Do you can you explain their relationship? Like, do you know? Like, I I read something today, but is they just have a relationship from when Nick got hired in Toronto and before that? Yeah, from everything I've read, it sounds like they've just spent a lot of time together. That um, I, I, there's actually a really good piece that Darius Soriano, if you follow him on Twitter, Farm Blue and Gold, he uh, posted and actually shows that some parallels between him and Phil Jackson that. Nick Nurse actually coached Dennis Rodman at a time and at a point of his career. And he's kind of had these parallels with Phil throughout the years and they've spent time together and Nick Nurse has kind of viewed him almost as a mentor in a way. And just, it's a close relationship that I think both have kind of publicly stated in the past. So obviously that doesn't mean that Nick Nurse is going to come join the Lakers, but it at least is. There's helps. a connection. Sure. Right. And in the NBA, I think connections sometimes lead to reality, right? Like, I I think that the Lakers are doing their... I will give them this. I do think that they're going to reach out to every possible candidate. And when I mean possible, it could be like 0.0.0.1%. But if they have interest in it, I think that this the Lakers see themselves as a place that every coach would want to coach. So they're going to reach out to everybody. Does that make sense? Like, they- I was going to say, but do you think that's the right approach? I obviously you want to be thorough. You can't just go after the first person and and, and just settle. But also, I mean, the how many vacancies wait, are there? It's Charlotte, Sacramento, and the Lakers, right? So supposedly Charlotte. The the, the latest from Shams is that Charlotte has already kind of had two front runners between Mike D'Antoni and Darvin Ham, who the Lakers have already been have got the approval from Milwaukee that they can interview him for their head coaching position. Who's the GM there, by the way? In Charlotte? Yeah. Uh, former friend, Mitch Kupchak. <laughs> Old friend alert. This guy, this guy, I got to be honest with you, that did not know that. 
until today. <laughs> I don't know where, where I've been. I did not know that. I did not know Mitch Kupchak was still in the NBA. Um, but like, but, so say you miss out on Darvin Ham, and I'm not saying Darvin Ham is going to be a game changer or, or he might be, maybe he's that home run swing. We talked about the, the Lakers don't have a lot of resources to get better and hiring a coach is one of the few things they can maybe do that can shift the team one way or over the other. And they actually have the power to do this off season and maybe kind of taking a swing outside the box and hitting a home run with a guy like Darvin Ham. Like we saw with the Pelicans, like what Willie green did with them this year and other coaches who've kind of got their chances and like Nick nurse, that was a huge outside the box hire for Toronto. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's the safest hire if it's the, the one that makes the most sense, but the longer the Lakers wait, and I know there's not many open positions, but say Charlotte takes Darvin Ham, say Sacramento takes Mark Jackson, say Quinn Snyder stays in Utah or, or goes coaches the Spurs, Nick Nurse stays in Toronto, you're down to maybe Doc Rivers being fired. If he doesn't get fired, then what? Steve yeah. Clifford. Mike is there Brown. no other? Is there no other legit assistant coach? That's what the only question I have. Like, are the Lakers even hiring other assistant coaches? Are they interested? That's the thing. It's like don't know. Like we keep hearing about the same names, right? We keep hearing about Quinn Snyder, Nick Nurse, Mark Jackson, and Darvin Ham. Like those are the. Are, am I missing names here? And if Darvin Ham gets hired by the Hornets, like you're down to hoping. You're either going to pay up. Darvin Ham ain't going anywhere until the Bucks. Like nothing's going to get announced until the Bucks no. either win it all or get eliminated. So I think the Lakers have time there. I think the, I mean. And he's not going to take a job without interviewing with the Lakers. Right. So he's not going to just take the Hornets job if it's offered to him and right. they have a handshake agreement under the table. I'm he's not going to like with the Lakers. But. I'm not going to like flip out if Darvin Ham goes to Charlotte. He's sure. just not. Sure. I'm not gonna... I, I just think th I, I just that approach. I'm not saying it's a bad approach. I think it is a good approach, but I do worry again that they're gonna there's a chance out there that a lot of guys they have on their wish list either stay put, go elsewhere, and then we have to circle back to I don't know. There's not that many other options. Boston is kicking the crap out of Milwaukee at halftime. Sixty five to forty, by the way, as we sit here recording. Um I, I, I would still say that I would, I would much rather take a shot. And I don't know if anyone else agrees with me on this. I'd much rather take a shot on a high profile college basketball coach, which are making exodus like crazy. Cause none of them want to deal with the NIL right now. Jay Wright retired. I mean, Jay Wright would be a dream hire for me. Jay Wright as a Lakers head coach would be a dream hire for me more. Oh, moreover, the, honestly, I'd put him near the top of my list. If not, I don't think Nick nurse is realistic. I think Quinn Snyder is like is a realistic option. I really do. I don't know why. There's no facts behind my thought process. I just think that um, I would take Jay Wright over Doc Rivers or Mike Brown or Steve Clifford or whoever else we've mentioned so far. I, he didn't close the door on 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 saying he did say like, you know, I retired right now, but you never. I can't speak for the future. And we all, college coaches are fickle, man. Like. Dude, look at Tom Brady. He retired for five weeks. Didn't couldn't stand his family anymore. He went back to the NFL. So I think that a, a legit college basketball coach is still on the table. We just haven't had it reported yet. Uh, yeah. And I was going to say, we only had one name so far, just Darvin Ham. And even that was some, maybe surprising a few people. So I, I wouldn't be surprised that there's a few other names that are going to be surprising the Lakers interview. And I'm sure they're going to like search every possible 
yeah, place. That's, I would say this and my only advice, and I'm doing this and I know I've been super negative about the outlook that I have, but I will say this, I'm just going to be even keeled about every rumor. Cause I don't think that every rumor is true. No, of course so not. I think that, Laker fans, at least Lakers Twitter, has a natural reaction to overreact to everything. How many people knew Darvin Ham was even an assistant coach for the Bucks a month ago? Like, honestly. So let's just pump the brakes on if he goes to Charlotte, let's not overreact that we just lost out on the next best coach in the NBA. We didn't, he may turn into the next Eric Spolster. I don't know, but we don't know. Um, if Quinn Snyder stays in Utah, Okay, he stays in Utah. If like Utah ain't going anywhere, we Rudy Gobert. There's already reports. It's him or me, him, me or Donovan Mitchell. So, I I just I think everybody just needs to chill. Everybody need read everything, react to everything. Just chill though. At the end of it, because it's not life or death. Every rumor is not life or death. Once they officially hire someone, then we can freak out. How about that? I, I mean, that's uh, I. I... <laughs> Have you not been a Laker fan or my whole life? Laker fans. That's why I'm giving advice. Like, honestly, I was so surprised. And maybe, I don't know, like I read Harrison's write-up about the Phil Jackson thing. And I was like, cause you know, Twitter is just like, Oh my gosh, what the hell are we doing? What the hell? Phil Jackson. What does he know about basketball? Blah, blah, you know? And I read Harrison's write-up and it's like, yeah, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing. We'll see. Like that's kind of the approach that I'm trying to take because there's so many things wrong with the Lakers. Bringing in Nick Nurse doesn't make them a championship contender. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. Like, even if they get Nick Nurse, even if they get Eric Spolstra, it doesn't make them championship contenders tomorrow. It's just one part of what they have to address. It's a big part, but again, it's not the only one, like you said. And um, regardless of who they hire, that there's work elsewhere that needs to be done and stuff like that. So, yeah, I... I think being in a wait and see approach is just the best way here if, because there's going to be more names out there that for they're sure. going to interview. 100%. 100%. Like, like I said, there's only three teams that have a head coach vacancy. Like who knows if the Sixers get bounced because Embiid just can't come back. Will Doc Rivers get fired? Maybe. Are there other openings that we may even just be surprised? Like wasn't Charlotte hiring their, firing their coaches surprised? Yeah, that like, was a surprise. Right. So I just think that there's, there might be other surprise firings. There might be other openings. There might be other coaches available. Who knows? Um, I just think that the Lakers at the moment, there's going to be a lot of rumors. It's the Lakers, but whoever they get, it's not make or break. That's kind of what I was getting at. Yeah. I think that's the right way to view this. Cause again, we're between now and when the playoffs are over, it's just going to be constant updates. And thankfully for the Lakers, like you said, not many teams are, are in current search for a new head coach. So if nothing else, that does help the Lakers. And for all we know, the Kings might just go out and sign a Mark Jackson tomorrow. He, yeah. He's yeah. not contracted with anyone. So that would just maybe limit it to the Lakers and Hornets. And the Lakers probably feel confident if that's the case. It sounds like the Lakers are really not in on Mark Jackson. We didn't really say that yet. Like he's it there. sounds like LeBron really likes him. That's but that's something. it. Doesn't sound like this Lakers brass is really into it. So we'll see. And maybe, hey, what do we wake up tomorrow? And the Lakers hired Mark Jackson. Would you be surprised? I wouldn't. I I would bet he gets an interview. Yeah. But and that's kind of what you're asking me too. Like, is interviewing everybody, taking your time with everybody, the right approach, or are you scared to that someone's going to get taken? Interview everybody. Figure it out. I don't care. Yeah. 
I really, I don't, there's not an available name out there right now that I'm like, you got to do it quick. Just not. And, and if you're in position to get your guy or person that you really want in that position, in, in that spot, don't mess around with the contract. Yeah. Don't have another Ty Lu right. situation where you have a birthday cake with the, with the team logo on it that you have just be normal. Just be a real team, <laughs> man. Just be a real team, dude. Um, there is one guy that can hire that I'll freak out about though. In a good or bad way, bad way. Okay. Kurt Rambis. Uh, I'm not yeah. kidding. Like, is that a no. possibility? Oh, it's definitely a possibility. Right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so um, people rolled their eyes at me like, shut up, idiot. They're not going to do that. Oh, they might. Uh, yeah, I, that would be probably worst case scenario, I think. Yeah, LeBron might ask for a trade that day. So anyways. Uh, hey, did you see this real quick? We'll wrap up because we've already whatever um did you see those messages i sent on slack about genie bus i i <laughs> i did and i had to do like a double take because i wasn't sure if i read it right uh yeah, yeah i haven't checked it out yet if you want to explain what you what you mean there's a show on netflix called life after death it premiered in march and so i think it was filmed at some point last season it's about a dude who is a medium which means he communicates with dead people is it anthony edwards is he still doing that do you remember mm, him it's not anthony edwards i think it's just that was his name right he was he was like really really popular i think in like the 90s early 2000s it's a guy named tyler henry okay so someone else. short white guy bleached hair frosted tips um he communicates with dead people my fiance is watching stuff she loves this stuff i'm sitting there and episode three comes on and i'm not even paying attention I'm on my phone and who pops up genie bus. And what does she want? She wants to talk to her father, Jerry, just to confirm that she's doing a good job as president of the Lakers. I, I didn't read that last part uh, until you just said that. Wow. Uh, she wanted to communicate. So they did it at the LA Coliseum and there's nobody there. Cause I guess Jerry went there and she went there and, you're doing a reading or whatever it's called. And this guy is like talking to her and, and, he, and she's really, she reached out to them, to him. This wasn't like a casting call. Like, Ooh, what if we get the Lakers owner? Like, no, she reached out to them. And uh, I mean, obviously the guy confirmed like, yeah, you're doing a good job. <laughs> That's your dad said you're doing a good job. Just, just, just bizarre and radical. And you should watch it. I know. I, I have like uh <laughs> Not, not a vendetta. I just, I, I, I really am not a huge fan of the of mediums and uh, stuff like that. I feel like a lot of times they take advantage of people in situations when they're at their lowest. And like, on, honestly, I'm sure Jeannie is going through a lot. Given yeah. she's got more backlash, I think more than ever. I would say um, this. Past, so I'm not sure when it was filmed or if it was filmed recently, but I'm sure she, she's had to deal with a lot, and I'm sure any way she can find some sort of relief is, is sure. I, but um, yeah, I get what you're saying yeah. though. Cause a lot of stuff he, he was saying, even though he was like, Oh, you're the owner of the Lakers. Like, you know, he acted like, I don't watch sports. I don't know. Mm. Most of the things he said to her, easy, a, a two minute Google search. He found sure. everything out. So anyways, Alex, this is uh this has been something who knows what will happen by the time we talk next week. How's your, uh, oh, you were the Raptors, so you're out. Oh, I'm out, so yeah. I still got Memphis, even though 
when they said like, Hey, pick a team. I'm like, okay, what do I do with that team now? Just watch. Just watch. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just hope. Hope that's because, like, I. I, I think the Warriors like, are going to win the whole thing. I, I, I just, is that where you're at right now? You think the Warriors are? I think it's Warriors Bucks, and I think that's just Ooh. a crazy matchup because they just don't match up with each other at all. Um, that's where I think we're headed. If I had to, that'd be a fun series, wouldn't it? If I had to bet money, I would say Warriors Bucks. I just don't trust Phoenix yet. I just don't, and. Yeah, I think the Bucks, even though they're getting crushed at the moment, I just think that was Middleton out for the season. Like the I don't know how else? long he's out, but if he's back, like I still would pick the Bucks probably over anyone. Are, like, are you leaning like, Warriors not, to win it all? Yeah, really? Yeah, oh, I okay. said that. I think in November, October, I was like, if they're healthy, like I just think they're back. I think, and it's now with the emergence of Jordan Poole. Yeah, he's been like, amazing, dude. Like. I'm telling I mean, he's not Kevin Garnett, but he was going to score 30 points a game, 25 points a game. Like the Warriors did not have a good game. They took the Memphis's best shot and they still won that game. Yeah. I, I, I think that that Golden State Phoenix series is going to be a bloodbath. I think it's going to be a really, really good series. I still like, uh, do you think the Mavs can give any sort of fight to the Suns? Or yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I the, the Mavs, if nothing else, they're scrappy. Like they'll, they're not going to lay down. They're not going to, they'll, they'll give them a scare. I'm not sure. I'm not going to pick them to win the series, but uh, when you have Luca on your team, I think you have a shot. It does. I would say this. it does line up. I would say whoever wins between the Bucks and the Celtics will make it to the finals. I just think yeah. the six, I don't trust the Sixers. And I think the heat are just super hurt. Um, and then on the West, I, I, I don't see either series going that long. And I think it'll be Warriors Suns. And I just think the Warriors just every night, there's somebody there that can drop threes on them every single night. So be interesting. Be interesting to see. But uh, Alex, this was fun. We'll talk to everybody next week. At Alex M. Regla is where you can find Alex. Uh, who's your next Laker review? So next one would be uh, Malik Monk, which I think comes out. Uh, a very interesting name uh, given. I'm not sure if the Lakers will be able to retain him. Maybe they will. We'll see. Um Malik Monk and then finish off with Anthony Davis. Um, on the Malik Monk, do you do like just review or do you do like an opinion on if he will be back next season? Both. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I, there's the formats really cool that Harrison came up with. Basically we review his, their year, what their contract looks like going forward, what the market might look like for that player. And there's been, again, Malik Monk's been one of the names a lot of people have talked about in terms of projections, what he might be able to get. And then we already know what the Lakers will be able to afford in terms of giving him. Uh, Eric Pincus has done a, a few pieces outlining the ways the Lakers can maybe get him, maybe have to let him go. So he's going to be a really, really interesting free agent. And there's an argument to be had that he's worth doing whatever you can to keep him. And also would they be better off using that money going after a maybe more traditional wing, some size, something they don't currently have on the roster. So um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Monk. So check that out, silverscreenroll.com. Subscribe to this podcast, Spotify, Apple, Google, anywhere that you listen to audio podcasts. We are there. We're here every Tuesday, Taco Tuesday, at AlexPD86 is me, at AlexMRegla is him. And this was a good, long discussion about Lakers coaching vacancies. And I feel like that's just going to be a trend this offseason until they get one. So we'll uh, talk to everybody next week. Thank you all for listening.
and make sure you check out Alex's work at Alex M. Regular. Alex, thanks, man. Thanks, man.